Kayla Bird. Welcome to So Good, the Good Love Company podcast. It is me, Stephanie, your host and leading love and relationship expert and educator. I am the genius behind the Good Love Company brand, and I've helped thousands of women find themselves and find love. So get cozy, grab your favorite beverage, kick back, relax. It's going to be so good. I'm living that Hello, darling. Welcome back to So Good. It is me, Stephanie. And today we're talking about something that I get asked about on the regular. This is one of the most highly requested topics that I touch on. And I really, really, really want to give you guys some real depth today. I want to let you know that this might be a triggering episode. You might be mad at me and that's okay. We need to hear the truth. Bitter pills can really shape us. My challenge for you is to receive the information and just allow yourself to absorb it. Because I know that for a lot of us, it can be very uncomfortable when we start to take a look why we don't have the things that we want. Because people say to me all the time, well, I'm not looking for a relationship right now. And that's, that's perfectly valid. We all have different priorities at different times. But at the end of the day, if you're honest with yourself, if you truly desire partnership and it's not in your physical space right now, I'm going to talk about three reasons why that might be happening. Just for context, let's clear out the fact that right now in spring 2021, we're dealing with a little wee old virus that does not want us to socialize and meet people and connect with people. So yes, is it a little bit more challenging to date during a pandemic? Yes. Is it a little bit harder to connect with someone when you can get arrested for socializing? Yep. (laughs) Right? But the fundamental factors of relating are not going anywhere. The fundamental work of divine partnership, intimate communion, knowing who you are, that doesn't go away. And quite frankly, I tell people, this is the time to actually do this work because when the world decides to get on with itself, people are going to be craving connection and physicality so much. So you might as well do the work now. Okay, so without further ado, let's get it popping. So I've come up with three of the major themes that I see, especially when clients come to me, I don't understand. I don't understand why I'm single. I I have a great job. I have good friends. I like, I'm good looking. I'm smart. Like, I don't know what it is. Usually when this conversation is presented, most people are looking at their external world. So we look at the car we have, the money in the bank, the people in our life as an indicator of how we're doing. And so when a partnership is absent, it can be very confusing because on the surface, my life looks great. I'm just missing this one aspect. So the first thing that I always explore when people say, why am I single? I don't understand, is the concept of rejection of what we truly desire. This is a sneaky little bitch. Some people use the word bypassing. 
Some people use the word defense mechanism. It all comes to the same conclusion of, I want a thing, but deep down, I'm terrified of having it. So on the surface, I will reject it. I see this when women post memes like, you know, don't catch feelings, catch flights. Or snarky little innuendo that relationships are a pain in the ass and let's comfort ourselves by joking about it, right? My style of teaching and work is really calling women into their deepest personal truth. And the reality is if you say you want a relationship and then are joking about, you know, fuck feelings, fuck that, blah, blah, blah. What are you actually asking for? It's, it's mixed messages. So I see this play out in reality with women attracting guys who don't know what they want. I see this play out in reality with women attracting guys who are not the greatest to them because the energy says, I'm playing. I'm, I'm half in, half out. So what are you going to get mirrored back? You're going to get that in person form because the evidence of how we're doing in our life is usually presented in terms of people, where we're at in our, in our mental health, who we surround ourselves with. Like I touched on earlier about, you know, I got the car, I got the job, I got the friends. So how we feel inside is always reflected externally. That's why the inner work is required before the external world can shift. So if you're running around saying, you know, I don't really want anything serious or any type of defense mechanism, you're playing yourself. It's not actually the truth. So what you get is you get reminded of in form of people why you don't want to be in a relationship, right? So you have the, you have the woman who goes, I, I don't need anybody. I'm an independent woman. Okay, sure. You're going to call in men who will not want to commit. They're going to reflect back to you your desire for independence. So it's about getting to the truth. What do you actually want? If you want a relationship, there's no shame in saying, I'm ready for love. It's a beautiful vulnerability and vulnerability is required for good love relationship. But unless and until you get real with what you want, you're going to attract these sort of wishy-washy, crappy examples that will further prove to you, I don't fucking want this, blah, 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 right? So when we reject the thing we want, we're going to be met with a representation of that confusion. So women that go, why am I attracting non-committal men? Why am I attracting guys who don't want anything serious? Why am I attracting men who are emotionally unavailable? Why am I attracting men that I'm not even really turned on by? Well, because you say you want one thing, but the behavior produces a different result. The reason number two that I see all the time that says to me, okay, this is why you're single, is a carry-on from point one, but this is the nitty-gritty. If you don't like men, if you're mad, if you're bitter, If you think dudes are trash, why on earth would you be a match for a romantic, passionate relationship? 
women have it backwards. They go, well, you know, men are bullshit, fuck that, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when the right guy comes along, it'll be fabulous. Says who? How? How would that even work? If you have a baseline resentment of men, if you don't trust them, if you don't like them, if you don't appreciate them, you are absolutely not going to call in the conscious, funny, intelligent, kind, sexy man. Again, it's going to be mirrored back into your reality with more evidence to support that belief. So women who don't like guys, right? And I'm not talking sexuality. I'm talking about women who just don't trust men. Good for nothing. They all do this. They all do that. That needs to be healed big time. You cannot be a match for something if you actually don't like them. And I want to also say that most of us have been burned by a man before. Whether it's our father, whether it's our first love, whether it's our ex-husband, doesn't matter. The reason why I bring this up is because I want to take a moment to validate if you've ever been hurt, if you've ever been in a dangerous relationship, if you've ever had to cry on the bathroom floor because of how you've been treated by a man, I want to just take that moment and let you know that I get that. I've been held up by my neck, shoved against the kitchen cabinets, spit on. I've been mistreated. I have a right to be angry. But I also have a right to know that not every single man is wounded. Not every single man is going to mistreat me. And how on earth am I ever going to allow someone to prove that to me if I'm holding a chip on my shoulder the size of Texas? So my challenge is to really start to explore how can we make men kind again in our own mind, right? I'm not suggesting that we do the emotional labor of a man, but I'm telling you in terms of masculine, feminine, polarity, that energetic, sensual dance, someone's got to go first. And usually the feminine energy holds the masculine to a higher standard. You see this in good relationships. A woman holds this presence that inspires the man to step up. Is it annoying? Sure. But who cares in the end if you have the relationship that you desire? If you're angry and bitter and you're still in that rage space, you will only attract in more evidence to prove that. My top suggestion would be to figure out who it is that you need to release from your psyche. I don't care if you need to write a burn letter. I don't care if you need to grab a bunch of dollar store plates and smash them. I don't care if you need to go for a hike and scream at the top of your lungs. You got to get the anger out of your body. If you don't like men, you're not going to attract one. You're just going to get more evidence to suggest you're right. So the third example, and this is probably the one that I'm going to really spend a little bit more time on because I think that this is the crescendo of work that needs to be done. The reality is 
if you have not truly found yourself, you will not yet find that correct relationship. Of course, there's exceptions. There's always those, that couple that, you know, they had the glow up together. I'm not denying that people are multifaceted, but generally speaking, the more that you know who you are and the more that you learn to like that person, the better quality your relationship will be. And it sounds very simple, but it's taught incorrectly. Knowing yourself and finding yourself is not about journaling in the sunlight with your crystals beside you. That can help, but that's not the deep work. The deep work is having a dark night of the soul and a personal reckoning that you are responsible for your life. You are responsible for the people in your life. I don't care if it's your mama. I don't care if it's your brother. At the end of the day, you are in charge of you. And most people that struggle in relationship are not clear that they have the right to decide who's in their life or not. You get the nerve to live like this when you know who you are. When you know these are the areas that I am not so great at. These are the areas that I excel at. These are the areas that deeply hurt me. These are the areas that I feel sexy in. These are the areas where I feel funny in. Have you ever sat down with yourself and actually asked, who are you? What do you like? What do you not like? When I do dating app audits for private clients and I look at their dating profile, it's always, I like concerts and pizza. I like hiking. And that is so common and so boring and so everybody that what ends up happening is the vibration of lukewarm emits. So if you have shit luck in online dating, this is usually why. Your profile is too basic. So you kind of somewhat apply to everybody. So when you start connecting with someone, usually it's of a physical attraction. And then as you get to know them, if you aren't actually congruent with who you are, it's going to fizzle out because it's not actually based on the truth of who you are. So let me backtrack and explain what I mean and how to apply this. Take the person who says, I like pizza and I like concerts. Sure. That's pretty much everybody. Most people like pizza and most people like music, but most people don't have the same responses and reactions to things. So what I mean by this is if you saw a dating profile that said, my favorite memory of all time was when I was at the John Mayer concert. I felt so alive. I was in the stadium with, you know, 20,000 people and we're all singing along and it was so amazing. That is a very clear picture. That is so specific that the person who doesn't give a fuck about John Mayer is going to go, yeah, that's cool, whatever. And then there's another person who goes, oh my God, I bought his acoustic album a month ago. Holy shit, you like him too? 
Now we're cooking with gas, right? That's how you find the connection. You have to know yourself. You have to like yourself and you have to be okay with sharing that aspect and not be this lukewarm Lucy. Business coaches talk about this all the time in terms of like, you know, write to your ideal client, you know, be very specific. That's the same everywhere. If you are ready to be in a relationship, right? And you are going, okay, who am I? What do I like? I want to invite you to make it a little bit easier by doing this exercise, okay? What does your ideal Sunday look like with your man? Set a timer for 10 minutes and write it out. Everything. What does it sound like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? What are you doing? What are you wearing? Where are you? Feel the truth and feel the accuracy and then compare it to your current dating situation or what you've experienced in the past. Another example would be the girl who meets a guy. Let's say they meet at like a bar and the football game's on and she's trying to chat him up. They're flirting. They're connecting. She doesn't really like football. But she thinks he's cute and he's into it. So she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that team. You can tell I'm not a sports chick. I'm like, yeah, that team, whatever. So they're chatting, they're chatting. He's thinking, ooh, cool. This chick's into sports. Oh, wow. Like I can, you know, we can go do this. Like this is great. The chick's going, I don't give a fuck about sports, but I want him to like me. So I'm going to nod along and be super cute and be what I think he wants me to be. And what ends up happening? The girl starts dating the guy and for the next six months, she has to watch football every Sunday. That's not authentic to her. And eventually, eventually, she's going to be like, I don't want to fucking watch this. And he's like, what? I thought you loved them. Right? We need to be real with ourselves. We need to be real with ourselves. One more time. We need to be real with ourselves. What do you want? Can you allow yourself to have it? Can you find the truth of you and let that be the focal point? I teach with my private clients, it's the lighthouse effect. Your job is to spend 80% of the time cultivating your sense of self. And then 20% of the time letting the ships come in. Some will, some won't. So what? The right one is going to go, ah, yes. Ha ha. Cool. Me too. Wow. You like that band? Wow. You like this? Wow. I'm into that too. Cool. The only way you're going to get that is if you know where you're starting from, right? I spend my, my first boyfriend, I spent a lot of time going to get this wrestling matches and listening to death metal in the car. Torture, absolute torture, but he was hot, <laughs> great in bed. I was 20. I didn't, I didn't have a clue that, oh, you actually can be loved for who you are. Oh, if you actually say, you know what? I'm not really a fan of this, that mature people who like you will be like, okay, thanks for telling me like no problem. Boundaries, negotiations, 
all the little fixins of a relationship. Do you want to go here? What about that? Do you want to eat here? What about that? Do you want to do this? What about that? Your job while you're preparing for partnership is to know what that is. When you know who you are and when you proudly say this is correct for me, there is a sense of freedom that is so attractive, which ha 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 calls in like-minded vibrational matches. So you've all seen the girl who is just unabashedly herself. You're listening to one right now. What's popping? Took me 35 years to be like, okay, this is who I am. Some will, some won't. So what? My only job is to love and like who I am and let that beam out into the world and trust that the universe will shift around and the people that are the same or responsive will be in my life and those that are different and non-responsive will be ushered out. It's cyclical. It's a beautiful thing. And I'm telling you, if you take these three things that I talked about and really sit with it and go, okay, am I, am I rejecting what I want? Am I actually hating on the thing that I want? And then number three, am I prepared? And am I actually ready? Do I know myself enough to recognize what I want and then recognize that there's a counterpart out there? The deep relationships that everyone craves and everyone wants, the way that you get that is from being authentically vulnerable, being completely present, able to withstand potential judgment, potential rejection. And that is really tough until you learn who you are because the journey of self-discovery and the journey of the old cliche self-love, you turn into a version of yourself that is very okay with people opting out. You turn into a version of yourself that is very okay with people not getting it. You actually enjoy it. And spiritual bonus points, when you're happy for someone who's exited your life, you will see that ripple back tenfold. Love is infinite. It's not running out. It's not going anywhere. In fact, all this isolation has only shown people how important connection actually is. So my hope for you, my love, is that you have listened and taken in these 25 minutes and really taken an honest look at yourself. Are you ready for romantic love? Are you prepared? Are you in a space where you've done the healing work? Are you starting the journey? I'd love to know. Let's have this discussion. You can DM me on Instagram. Let me know what you think. This podcast is for you. And if you have been with me so far, thank you so much for your time, space, and energy. And until next time, that was so good. All right, lovebirds, there you have it. I hope that you thoroughly enjoyed that little pocket of time we spent together. It means the world to me. If this episode landed, if you felt like you got some mic drops, I'd love to know in the comments feel free to leave a five-star review as well. That always feels good. And if you know anyone who would benefit from listening to this, send her my way. 
Today's episode was so good, and I'll see you next time. I'm living that high.